Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast.
It's not easy being Jesus' lifelong opening act. I came into this world a quirky Jewish kid born in Detroit on Christmas Eve, and thus began my life of irony. A former boss of mine once said, When you're a Jewish kid born on Christmas Eve, it's bound to screw your head up pretty good. He's not wrong. Not only does it screw your head up pretty good, but it also builds character. Character building experiences. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, oftentimes challenging. With rare exception, they let us walk away with lessons learned and a story to tell. And life is all about the stories you can tell. I like to believe that who we are and who we shall continue to be is shaped by character building experiences. Whether it's things beyond our control, like the day on which we were born, or the decisions we make like pursuing a career path as a copywriter. I didn't grow up saying I want to be a copywriter when I grow up. In fact, it was my plan C when I graduated from Michigan State University. Plans A and B were inherently flawed. Being a critically acclaimed singer-songwriter was plan A. Hosting an eclectic music radio show was plan B. In light of this, plan C was needed immediately. This led me to ask, what do I do well organically that could potentially provide me with a living and a career I could be happy with? I write well. At least that's what I've been told. And I tend to believe it when people say nice things about me. My plan C had officially been hatched. Rude Awakening Character Building Experience Bonus points for recognizing the need to attempt a death-defying career-shifting pivot. It would take some time. I freelanced for anyone who'd let me. Slowly but surely, I built my portfolio while working a more-than-tolerable in-between job. I also had a side gig at a small AM radio station on the west side of town, so Plan B was kind of sort of still alive. After what felt like forever, it finally happened. I landed my first full-time copywriting job with the legendary 90-year-old Detroit-based department store chain known as Crowley's. Not only did Plan C work, but I was able to sustain myself without the side hustle. So, I had to walk away from radio. For a little while. Hard-earned, positive character-building experience. Bonus points for high degree of difficulty in successfully achieving the death-defying career-shifting pivot. Nine months later... The legendary 90-year-old Detroit-based department store chain known as Crowley's went out of business. Cue the symphony of sad trombones. Neutral character-building experience. Bonus points for grace and dignity in coping with something that was beyond my control. Within a month, I landed my next job. Life does not suck. Positive character-building experience. Bonus points for hitting the ground running upbeat attitude, and believing on some level it would all work out. Two and a half years later, I was downsized. Cue the symphony of sad trombones once more. Challenging character-building experience. Bonus points for bravery in the face of the unknown. What followed should have been, by rights, an exercise in abject terror. What actually happened was kind of sort of the exact opposite. If I had known this, I would have enjoyed it a whole lot more at the time. While full-time writing opportunities eluded me like a ninja, 
The reality is that I sustain myself over the next two years on a steady diet of temp work and freelance with the side of unemployment benefits when needed. Delightfully surprising character building experience. Bonus points for exceeding my own expectations. Added bonus points for returning to radio during this time. I started my radio show, Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay, at WHFR at Henry Ford College in Dearborn, Michigan, primarily as a means to help me keep my sanity while I was in between jobs. In mid-2020, the show phoenixed into a podcast, but that's another story for another time. Around the same time that I started the show, the temp and freelance opportunities were evaporating and the unemployment window was closing. Like all good ramshackle gravy trains, this one came screeching to a halt. Painfully abrupt character building experience. Bonus points for not curling into the fetal position and avoiding the outside world forever. I was this close to the poverty line when the universe stepped up in the nick of time with an opportunity that promised to bring me back from that very same brink of poverty. The only catch? The opportunity was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'd have to leave my beloved hometown of Detroit. The night before the interview, my potential employer put me up in a hotel and treated me to dinner at a place called Mackinac's. Mackinac with a W at the end. Anyone who grew up in Michigan and went on family vacations to Mackinac Island knows that Mackinac ends with a silent C, not a W. Anyone who tells you differently is not to be trusted. So I'm sitting there at Mackinac's with a W, not a C, waiting to place my order for dinner, and I asked the waitress about the soup du jour. And without a hint of irony, she said, Mindstrone? I took a breath, and replied, you mean minestrone? Oh, she said. I could literally see the light bulb above her head, and as much as I delighted in her epiphany, I kept telling myself, this is not an omen, this is not an omen, this is not an omen. I interviewed on a Friday. They offered me the job the following Monday. As much as it broke my heart to leave my beloved hometown of Detroit, I packed everything I could fit into the car and left the rest at the curb. Adjustments would be required. No more listening to the best mix of eclectic music in the universe on WDET. No more driving around the corner to see indie films at the main theater. No more enjoying the overabundance of rock shows in Detroit Rock City. No more world-class Middle Eastern food. No more Indian food. No more Ethiopian food. And the most stinging of all, no more 7-Eleven coffee. Make no mistake, Green Bay was a cultural wasteland to a snooty nerd like me. However, they did have a pretty decent record store. Other than that, everything seemed to be okay at first. The job seemed cool, and so did my colleagues. They even put me up in a hotel for my first two weeks and helped me find an apartment. And then, everything changed on a dime. One and a half months later, my boss left the company to open a sports bar. My new boss wasted no time telling me that everybody was complaining about my work. Since it was the first I'd heard of this, not only was I surprised, but I was astounded as to how not one single person thought it might have been useful 
to intervene earlier and perhaps do something silly, like, oh, I don't know, train the new guy in the way they do things? Regardless, the writing was on the wall. Any and all requests for proper training fell on deaf ears. Blindsiding character-building experience. Bonus points for not leaping out the nearest window. I was a strange man in a strange land, without the support system of friends and family to help me weather the coming storm. I was on my own in the wilderness, and my chances of making it out here grew shakier by the day. Bonus points for finding ways to help me keep my sanity. I started attending services at the local synagogue. The congregation were a lovely bunch of folks who referred to themselves as the Frozen Chosen. Rabbi Shana Bacharach and her husband Bob made me feel like I was part of the community from the get-go. I'm still Facebook friends with both of them to this day. I couldn't not ask if she were related to Bert Bacharach. Without missing a beat, she replied, The closest I get is I say a little prayer. I also found a cool college radio station nearly an hour away in Appleton where I could do my show. My point person, Lauren, had just graduated and was originally from the Detroit suburb of Royal Oak, Michigan, where I had just moved from. She was also the first and only person I ever heard calling Wisconsin the Cheddar Curtain. I don't know if she'd coined the term, but as far as I'm concerned, she gets the credit. Ironically, the most fun I'd had in Wisconsin was the 4th of July weekend road trip I had taken to the Twin Cities with my friend Chip, who drove in from back home in Detroit. But that's another story for another time. Shortly after that trip, my number was up at work. On day 89 of my employment, I was scheduled for a 4.45 p.m. meeting. The writing was on the wall. I walked into that meeting with my overstuffed backpack, reached into my pocket, and deposited my security badge on the desk. When my boss and my boss's boss saw me reach into my pocket, they assumed the worst and flinched a little bit. Flabbergasted, they asked me how I knew. A blind man on the moon could see this coming. Soul-crushing, character-building experience. Bonus points for putting on the brave face and actually shaking hands with my soon-to-be former employers before I left the building. So, now what? I was a strange man in a strange land, without a job, without a support system of family and friends nearby, a ship without a rudder, armed only with the coolest radio show in the known universe, and the most down-to-earth Jewish community in northeast Wisconsin to help me keep it together. Bonus points for having the good sense to talk to a therapist a handful of times and concentrating on the positives. There's nothing like having someone to talk to to help you weather the storm. And when that person also nonchalantly quotes Warren Zevon in the therapy session, you know you're going to be okay. There's nothing like sitting in a synagogue on a Saturday morning, wrapped in a talus, listening to Hebrew prayers you don't understand because you did poorly in Hebrew school to make you feel safe. And there's nothing like hosting the coolest radio show in the known universe to distract you on Thursday evenings. By mid-August, it was clear there were no viable long-term employment options left for me, and I had to hightail it out of Dodge. Made a call to a good friend back home who was also downsized the same day I was two years ago. On that day, 
He said that if I ever needed a place to stay, to call him. I remember telling him that I hope it never had to come down to that. It came down to that. Surprisingly soothing character-building experience. Bonus points for enjoying the feeling of knowing that I get to go home again. I had next to nothing, but did not care. I had my exit strategy in place. I was going home, and that made me insanely happy. I packed what I could fit into the car and left the rest at the curb. After a three-day victory lap in Chicago, I was back in Detroit by Friday night of Labor Day weekend. Major life-changing character-building experience complete. Bonus points for successful escape from exile behind the Cheddar Curtain, and truly understanding that sometimes you have to go far away only to realize you were in the right place to begin with. The words from my favorite Talking Heads song come to mind. Home is where I want to be, but I guess I'm already there. Fast forward, a year and a half later, I was once again working a more than tolerable in-between job. My mom and stepdad had just moved to Charlotte from Baltimore to be near my sister who had been there since the late 80s. Mom called me shortly before Passover and said, Why don't you come down here and look for work? I'd survived exile, returned to my beloved Motor City, and now I'm going to up and move again? Are you nuts? I must be. Next thing you know, I nonchalantly applied for a job in Charlotte. The next day, I received an email. When can you get down here for an interview? I drove down to Charlotte, nailed the interview, and was offered the job on the spot. Once again, I packed what I could fit into the car and left the rest at the curb. To give you some context, on April 1st, 2006, I had no plans of moving anywhere. On May 1st, 2006, I was in Charlotte, starting a new job and a new life. The difference between moving to Green Bay and moving to Charlotte? On my way to Green Bay, I didn't cry at all. On some gut level, I knew it wasn't permanent. I wasn't sure if this was the best idea, but it was my only option at the time. The words from my favorite R.E.M. song come to mind. I know it might sound strange, but I believe you'll be coming back before too long. However, as I drove out of the state of Michigan on my way to Charlotte, I cried my eyes out, because I knew in my gut this was permanent, and I also knew it was the right thing to do. Sure, I'd have to leave behind my beloved Motor City once again, but I also had an awesome job lined up. I had family nearby, and my brother-in-law owned a rental property that had just recently been vacated. The universe once again stepped up to the plate, and this was a no-brainer. Nineteen years later, here we are, with stories to tell and more left to unfold, still embracing the character-building experience of things beyond our control, like the day on which we were born, or the decisions we make, like packing everything you can fit into the car, leaving the rest at the curb, and moving south to a new job, and a new life.
I'm 